0: Why does having a choice matter?
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Out of Control Podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Molly. And we're here to share with you all about our thoughts on living this life that can feel a bit out of control sometimes.
0: Just a little.
1: Just a little. Actually, we found that the truth is to not spend so much time focused on controlling and rather spend a little bit more time surrendering to what is. So we have discussions on parenting, on relationships, and on life in general. And so we hope you'll come along and enjoy the conversation and participate with us here at the Out of Control podcast.
0: I'm pretty funny. You don't want to miss it.
1: (laughs) She definitely is spunky and good to always bring a ton of excitement to this conversation so all right well let's uh let's get going with this episode all right honey so we are talking about the idea that we're actually kind of continuing the uh, earlier podcast
0: yeah, about trust
1: which was a podcast on uh, the most important thing
0: as parents what we can teach our kids yeah
1: the most important thing to teach your kids so this is kind of a part two on that yeah It came from a conversation on the beach the other day.
0: Well, it actually started when we were flying to Mm. the beach.
1: That's true. That's true. There was a situation that came up. And so we're going to share with you a little bit, of a few stories, but a quick update. So we just, uh, we actually had a a really fun trip out to Florida with our family, spent the week with my parents, which was really awesome. There's actually, I think, some good healing moments for both me and I even... I think I heard some things from you that I thought were really, really good for our relationship yeah. with my parents. Did you feel that same way? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so I think it's interesting how in life, um, if you're open to it, there can be continual healing um, with the relationship with your parents. And we're lucky; like, my, it's not like it's a horrible relationship with my parents at all. Like, it's a good; it's always been a good relationship, and there's still been needing for just maybe deeper connections more feelings of being heard seen on both sides them from us and us from them and and I think we're just getting better as a family at doing that and so um to me it speaks to the the value of doing your work um because I think it's easier for others to potentially do their work yeah yeah so um in fact I'd like to do a podcast on positive intelligence sometimes which okay. is was a topic that we talked about so yeah we should do that. All right. So, today though, we're going to talk we're we we going to do like something interesting.
0: Yeah. Fun okay. Fun facts.
1: Fun facts. Uh f- hey guys, welcome to this session of Fun Facts. Oh, whoops, I had the volume <laughs> up. Total that <laughs> did not work.
0: <laughs> do it again.
1: Try it again. Okay. Welcome to another session of Fun Facts with Molly and Matt. All oh, right.
0: That was good. <laughs> It's,
1: trying to do my best It's the little thing. things, guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, sometimes it's the big things, but go for it. So, what what was it that you were going to say is a fun fact for you this week? A fun,
0: fun fact. Well, I was just admiring my nails I got done today and realized that I didn't know I was a nail person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You are a nail person. Um, so Molly convinced me that she was going to grow her hair out, and save all this money on not doing grow
0: her. Grow hair. my hair out, as in grow the color out.
1: Yeah, because she'd been dyeing it red, which was looked uh, amazing. But I
0: was, should have been born a redhead. Yeah, I don't uh, know what happened. Yeah. God did not get the memo. <laughs> I should have been a redhead with green eyes. Oh, okay. All Can right. You imagine me even more stunning.
1: I think you're pretty darn stunning how you are. So I don't, don't know. Level me up. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well. You're already a one percenter, so I don't know how you level up beyond that. All right, Uh, we'll have to share that story with you or the the um, the uh, one percent one percent story story sometimes. But I
0: I didn't realize like it's an extension of your outfit, and I'm not a huge makeup person, so Mm -hmm. I I don't really play around with makeup in general. I Mm -hmm. slap a little bit on my face and and call it a day, Mm -hmm. and that's to me that's an artistic expression. Now I'm not doing my own nails, but I call oh, the,
1: your I, nails are an artistic in, expression of
0: me. Uh-huh. Like someone else is obviously doing the work, but I come
1: you get to choose with what my, they look Oh like. yeah. And yeah. I have
0: like a little mood board. I'm like, i like this, this and this. Can you make them all go together?
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Interesting. Interesting. So I'm glad that you're able to do that. I'm glad. So
0: that, so thank you for supporting me in that.
1: I, I fully support it. It does make you really happy. And I like seeing your excitement around it so that's really good all right so uh fun fact with with me is uh fun fact with me the fun you're just a fun guy (laughs) (laughs) practically a mushroom um so uh, all right fun fact with me is that um i proposed to molly this is a fun fact for both of us and maybe we'll tell our story sometime soon But, um, I proposed to Molly 150 feet up in the air and, uh, and then let her fall.
0: Good thing I'm adventurous.
1: Yeah. So subscribe to hear the whole story on that.
0: Yeah. We should tell that soon, but it'll have to be broken up into parts because.
1: Possibly. Yeah. It's a long story.
0: Well, one, it's a long story and two, we just tell it really
1: long. (laughs) Yeah, we do. But it's, it's a fun story. All right. So that's my fun factor today. And so I do not have anything else. Now, uh, we are going to move into this conversation around the idea of trust. And one of the pieces that showed up for us what happened when there was this moment in the plane.
0: Yeah. So start with the plane because that's what triggered all the thoughts I had when we were walking on the beach right. that one day. All right.
1: So um, – we were on a plane, and this kid was getting on the plane, and uh, it, it looked to me like he was not having the best day, and um, maybe I was just reading into his facial expressions, and maybe he was fine, but he had sort of, um, so he, had, he, was, he, was, he was a young boy, I don't know how old he was, probably 18, 17 maybe? Yeah, late teens. Late teens, and um, he had shorter hair, almost kind of a buzz cut um but it was all different colors so it was kind of little blotches of different colors and i it's said like a,
0: like a patchwork quilt yeah
1: but it but it was actually like i mean i've seen people do that and they kind of just
0: no it was done artistically it
1: was kind of artistic versus just like careless Hazard, haphazardly yeah. um and so I, I and so i looked at him and i said hey man like your i like your hair and um his uh sweet mom um Asked me, like, came up to me right afterwards.
0: Yeah, she, well, no, she was behind him. So it was a family entering the plane about to Mm -hmm. sit down. Yeah. And when she walked by us,
1: she said, Well, would you like his hair if you were his dad? And uh, I don't remember what I said. I think I said something like, Well, I've, I've, I think I've learned that my kid's hair. I don't know what did I say. I
0: don't remember exactly, but I we, felt like we it was both an okay were response. like, "Yeah, yeah, we would like, yeah. we're gonna like something to the fact of uh, that's not a fight, yeah, that worth, having. Wa- worth having." Like yeah. someone's color of their hair, the length of it,
1: yeah, to me. Well, and I think part of this this thing with us as parents, I, I think there is an awareness, right? There's some wisdom that comes with age. Like you, you do realize, that, is there a consequence to having hair like that?
0: Well, yeah there's, <clears throat> sorry, there's consequence to all your actions. Right.. Yeah. right? So,
1: so the truth is, it's, it's reasonable for a parent to feel like, hey, th- there's, there's a potential risk.
0: Right, because here. we have expect you know, generally mm-hmm. speaking, parents have expectations that I think sometimes we subconsciously place on our kids and we have lived more life, so we have a little bit more wisdom. so we know that we are assuming others are judging yeah our kid. Yeah. Based on maybe how they dress, the color of their hair, the style of it, whether yeah. they have piercings or whatever. Yeah. I also think that it's kind of a generational thing. Yeah. A little bit. A, l- a little bit. I think mm-hmm. it's more acceptable.
1: For sure. Today. Now.
0: Today than, you know, 50 years ago, right. 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um
1: and And I think there's a little bit of projecting. It, it may be that they're like, "Hey, that's fine now, but are you ever gonna grow up out of that?" This? this is where I think I, a lot of parents
0: have I ever grown up out of my
1: <laughs> no, like and and so, but, but, I think there's like, it's like oh if they're doing this now when they're 16 like how are they going to self express when they're 18 or 21 or 25 and they're going to be living and it's like almost like they they continue down this path of like is this kid going to end up like a you know mm-hmm. unable to get a job because he's not willing to like look or conform to a certain look that is more appealing to the job that well, he Well, and
0: want. i i think you do have to i mean adults you have to take that into consideration but mm-hmm. nowadays you if you can dream up a job, you can make money from it.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where like, okay. Um, I do think there's some sort of argument to say statistically someone who has a master's degree, who is clean cut, who is in good shape, who takes care of themselves, who combs their hair. Well, has is clean shaven. That doesn't necessarily mean the same thing. It used to be maybe, maybe just a clean beard or a woman who's, you know, well yeah. kept. Um, are they more likely to get the job than someone who has is missing any of those features?
0: Well, I, I think, of course, we all make first impressions. Right. So you just have to decide mm-hmm. what first impression you want to make. Yeah, And there's not a right or a wrong answer. You just have to be willing to accept the outcome.
1: Right. And I think there's more and more companies where, although you might be able to argue that, yes, that may make you more appealing to more companies, not everybody is supposed to fit the status quo. Yeah. And and so with our kids, I think what we're trying to say is be aware of that. And yeah, if you want to go be a lawyer, uh, if you're going to be all tatted up and have a mohawk, I don't know how well that's going to work for you as a lawyer. Yeah, right? Most not, lawyers look very clean cut, yeah.
0: put together, professional
1: so, and we've maybe talked about this before. Landmark uses a concept called the agreeable reality, which is, is this idea that
0: we've had some discussions. Over yeah.
1: <laughs> that, that we have to honor that people are humans. They do have, they do come with their own set of biases, perspectives, and some of those can somewhat be stereotyped. And so it's reasonable. I think it's reasonable to teach your kids to recognize these things, Right. But I think there's a difference between recognizing them and then the desire or need to control them. Mm-hmm. meaning and, and,
0: Or place our expectations on yeah. their shoulders.
1: So what does that look like? What, what what would it look like for a parent that places versus doesn't place the expectation on their shoulders?
0: Well, we you send messages, even if they're subtle, to your kids. You need to look a certain way. You need to act a certain way. Um, in order to be accepted, mm-hmm. not necessarily in order to be loved, but you need to fit this mold mm-hmm. that I have already made for you before you were even born. Right? right. I mean, humans, we have expectations. We have ideas in our head of what our kids are going to look like and how they're going to be and whether they're going to do sports or dance or musical instruments. And yeah. we we already have yeah. all this going on in our brain before we even, you know. Yeah. Well, and, you, and even
1: more so, I think we have expectations around like, you know, and are they going to get married and are they going to have family? Are they going to get a good job? Are they going to be able to self-sustain? Are they going to be able to, you know, be a, and, a, a contribution right. to society? Like there's, there's all of that as well. Well, and I think right?
0: the family you grew up in mm-hmm. and whether you were a part of um, a religion or not, mm-hmm. you have, you already have those as a, a part of yeah, the makeup filters. yeah yeah
1: there's more filters of like hey this is th- this has worked for us and we want to share it with you and i feel like my parents in a lot of ways did did you know even even though uh my parents were still very orthodox in how they lived their life they i wouldn't have called my parents controlling um they there was some moments of control and maybe some subtle control mechanism that were just more built into just um, but I, I maybe I should say, I, I don't feel like they were really disciplinarians and they weren't like super strict. There were some rules and some standards around certain things I and mean, we had a curfew and stuff like that, but like they weren't like, I didn't live in fear of my parents like yelling at me or beating me or like I never, I never had that kind of a fear. Right. Right. I, I feared disappointing them. I, I've come to realize. Did
0: you feel like you needed to fit? In to to be a part of your family, you needed to look a certain way, act a certain way.
1: Uh, there definitely was like there was in fact you know and uh, there was a moment where my dad asked me to cut my hair in order to go to church right and he doesn't remember we actually had this conversation the other day and he doesn't remember that um, because he he really tried to focus on teaching us good principles and letting us govern himself was kind of how he would say it which which I really think that was at the forefront if I look back which one was he was he more of the guy that like prevented me from doing something because I did something wrong or taught me principles and asked Like it was definitely the latter. And there were some moments of weakness like we all have as parents. Right. And so, um, and, and sometimes those are unfortunately the ones that get more
0: right. That's why ingrained it's, it's in the, us. It's like the we little remember, things, yeah. which is why we're having this conversation because I mean, I think first and foremost is to help me, us be more mindful mm-hmm. and, and realize those small things can, have a big impact i i feel like my parents did a really good job i don't ever remember feeling like i needed to um be
1: anything you want be
0: anything mm-hmm. for them mm-hmm.
1: i i feel that from your parents even me like with me i haven't felt that like i, I there's that one talk you know when i went to your dad and i said hey i want to marry you i was surprised kind of how stern he was like how I think maybe he knew what I was getting into and
0: There <laughs> like, you sure you was her? like a red
1: flag, like <laughs> waving, like, are you sure? Like warning, warning. <laughs> no, no. I think he, I think he understood how, how difficult marriage is. And I think he really wanted to make sure that I was, I was really, really committed to you. Um, and so it would kind of caught me off guard when he was as direct as he was. But, um, but other than that, like once, once like he gave me his blessing. Like I've ne- I've never felt anything from but support from him and your mom, yeah. for uh, me.
0: I and always, always me. felt like I could. I mean, and and you'll see a pattern mm-hmm. from the time I was young yeah. up until, yeah. I mean, current day. Yeah, I have always felt like I can color my hair how I want it. I'll cut it. I'll let it grow. Mm-hmm. I'll shave it. Yeah, I will wear the styles I want to wear. I don't. I've never felt like I needed to conform to something. Right. Um, and I've always felt safe in self expression. Now, I never did anything extreme. Right. So I think I feel like. Maybe I'm, that
1: would have been harder. Like, what if you wanted to? But, like, was your brother ever, like, goth or anything like that? Or was he.
0: Um, he loved. He pretty much only wore band t shirts, Doc Martin jeans, and um, he had longer hair. Mm-hmm. Now, I know my mom didn't love his hair because mm-hmm. she would joke with him sometimes I'll pay you 50 bucks if you cut okay. it. Okay. I just don't think it was. Her cup of tea,
1: right? It wasn't a righteous thing; it was just a preference thing, yeah, style thing. Um,
0: But that's where it ended. Yeah. If he wanted his hair longer, he could have his hair longer, and yeah,
1: and and I think that, and that's that's where I think that with like with my family, um, having a beard sort of restricted certain opportunities in the church that we grew up in, which is you know an interesting thing. But um, and so I. think what I realize now is I think my mom and dad's like encouragement for me to be clean shaven was was more about them desiring opportunities for me than trying to necessarily <laughs> judge me or expose me as unrighteous, although sometimes I interpreted it as that. Like that that maybe I was being unrighteous. And so I felt like this sort of at odds with what I felt like I looked best as versus what they were wanting from me. Mm-hmm. And that really wasn't even just it wasn't it almost got magnified because the culture of our church where we lived when I would go to church down there visiting, you know, all in my 20s, even after we were married, people would ask me, like they would grab my face, they would touch my face and wow. say what is this?
0: That would not have gone over well. Really. I was you.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no so so then they kind of got a little bit of the backlash as far as my feelings maybe of being judged or being whatever from from not just them but the environment of everybody that was around them and the culture of what that was. Um, and I mean I, I remember my dad even, you know, saying something to someone one time that was a leader in a in in our church in a different area that I when I was getting back from my mission and and he said something about the guy's mustache because facial hair basically was something that you should. Ideally, not have if you're a leader in in that and organization.
0: I'm, I'm um, pro beard.
1: Yeah, well, and and it's shifted quite a bit now. Like it's yeah. not a thing. No, I anymore. know, but, but i back always... in the day it was, and and so it was interesting to me that that there was this 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 need to talk about those things and bring up things that were so superficial and kind of small, um, but these things do have impact. Like they, they can create a sort of disruption in the feelings between you and another human being, especially your parents. Yeah.
0: And, and over, you know, maybe the last few weeks or months we've had conversations where I'm still realizing like, Oh, like how impactful it is to be able to have autonomy Mm -hmm. with your own body and to make those choices. Um, and how impactful that is.
1: Yeah. So okay. So the the we're, we're kind of getting into our own stories and what what where these things have sort of disrupted maybe some of our own life. I don't I don't know that it necessarily has made you know these aren't like major traumas or anything in our life, but they've possibly created some disconnection between us and people we care about, mm-hmm. right? And and a lot of those things have even healed well, now. And
0: I would even take it as far as saying a disconnection with yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I don't know how hard we hit this, but. I think we hit it decently in the last podcast that we talked about. This was, um, you know, just it, it, it's really easy for us as parents to, to help our kids trust us, like to work towards getting our kids to trust us. Um, but are we helping our kids trust themselves? And uh, and so I think that's what you wanted to talk about here was, was sort of some, so how the little things are yeah, some when of the you best can, opportunities.
0: When you can give your kids the, the choice over those things, like, you know, Even when they're, you know, really young. Mm -hmm. Like what clothes they want to wear. Um, Let them put together their own outfit.
1: Yeah. And I think it's okay to be like, all right, so here's how you choose matching socks, right?
0: (laughs) Well, even just, does it really matter if their socks don't match?
1: Yeah, well, and I'm saying, I think it's okay to be like, hey, this is what matching socks are like. And if you want to deliberately choose to not match your socks, that's okay. Like I can support and love that, right? um, and, and, And I think it's okay to, to help them understand certain things. Cause they just, they don't know otherwise, you know, it's kind of like they don't know that their sh- why their shoe doesn't fit right because they put the left foot on the right foot. Right. So it's okay to teach them certain things, but it's like, are we teaching them things that are really our view? But
0: but also I'm going to push back a little bit. Okay. But I feel like, okay, so what don't, don't even say anything to okay. hear your clothes. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, if you need help, Getting, like, you know, if they're really little and they yeah. can't get, like, their
1: Yeah, I guess that's what I'm thinking, like a four-year-old. Um, I'm not but, talking about, like, a seven-year-old. No, 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 I know,
0: but I, I would even go ahead and say, I don't need to teach them about matching socks because they'll learn what they like and what they don't like over the next few years. Okay. Hey, I don't, I want to wear stripes and I want to wear a solid on one foot and I'm going to wear my shoes backwards, but you know what? It'll be more impactful when they figure that out themselves. Like, oh, this feels way better when I have them on the right feet. I mean, okay. if they're going to go play a sport, then right. you're probably going to help guide them to make sure their, you know, their cleats are on the right feet. But mm-hmm. I think
1: so. More freedom is better.
0: More fr- it, around things that it doesn't it doesn't matter at all.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I mean, I think I there's a natural like even in me like there's a little bit of a pushback of like, well, it's okay to teach them, but I but I think that what- but you
0: are teaching them by allowing them to have that choice. Sure. You're, you're you're teaching them out actually a more powerful lesson that mm-hmm. will be more impactful long term. Yeah. Is sometimes the best way to teach is to stand back and just observe. Right. And I think that's sometimes really hard Yeah, as a parent. Yeah. Because we know more just by the fact of the sheer number of years we've lived on this earth.
1: So we had a funny moment in our little adventure with my parents where we were. So we shared, I was talking to my dad about this, and, and it was really cool how he honored this conversation. Um, because I was a little bit um, critical of some moments and once again I would think in the for the most part my my dad really did teach me a lot about trusting myself and my mom as well um, but there were some moments where I, I felt like they they didn't maybe do as well and so we were kind of talking about those moments and 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 um, I really appreciated the way that they listened to me and heard that rather than trying to push back and like reject that that happened or whatever and I mean my dad did say there was one you know a couple moments where he was like, I don't remember that happening but you know obviously it was more impactful on me than him it was yeah. probably. So, so the, the idea though, is that we were talking about the value of teaching our kids to trust, just like we did in the previous podcast. And my dad was just really funny. And and then we went to dinner and we were eating, uh, we were ordering steaks and my son ordered a steak and the lady asked him, you know, how she wanted, he wanted to cook. And he said, uh, he said medium, medium. And I usually cook our steaks medium rare at, at home. And so I thought, Oh, does he, does he know what he's ordering? And so I thought. I said, you know, hey, hey Benny, you know, do you, are you sure you don't want it medium rare? And my dad <laughs> goes, hey, 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 you know, let him trust himself. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was hilarious. It was really, and it really. It was funny. very fitting. Oh, it was really fitting.
0: Because Ben was like, no, I want medium. Yeah, medium. Yeah,
1: medium. And, and I think it was actually it was good because even even when you're aware of this, like you're aware of it as a concept, we still fall into it, right? I was still in that moment, like actually, like. You know, I don't think it was wrong. Like, it's not necessarily like this. suit That was not like one where I was really disempowered. But it's little subtle things over time. If you're constantly yeah, doing they that, they stack. They stack, and then sooner or later, your kids start to go, "Oh, can I trust myself?"
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I think because I I've, I've always felt to a degree uh, the ability to you know express myself, choose my clothes, wear my hair how I want it, mm-hmm. um, that I. I've never had that. I, I've never sought outside, like, validation or permission. Like, if mm-hmm. I want to color my hair a different color, I will share that with you. Mm-hmm. But I don't come to you seeking, like, approval before yeah. I get it done. Yeah, Yeah. so I think... And what... I think sometimes... um, And that's not a good example. But I think sometimes in our marriage, you've voiced, like... The fact that it seems like I don't care. Yeah. That you maybe like certain outfits on me, or like I don't ask. your yeah. Feedback.
1: Yeah. So there's two things here. I want to go back to what you said, and then and then maybe we can come back to okay. this. But 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 I think they relate, and and it's this idea that that um, what happens is not just does this environment where you're constantly like criticizing your kids like if you're constantly in this place of like hey don't do that or that doesn't look good on you or those jeans are too tight on you or those shorts are too short or whatever mm-hmm. if you're constantly like providing your opinion of your children's it, way of feels, being, mm-hmm. way of dressing, way of acting
0: and it feels very critical
1: yeah sooner or later they 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 don't trust themselves now how much they're willing to You know, different dynamic. I think some kids go totally defiant. They're like, you know, like screw you, I'm out. Like you can say whatever you want, I don't care. And that's where there's a lot of like, I think a lot of parents who are like, I don't understand. My kids won't talk to me. Well, it's because like all they ever get from you is judgment. Yeah. Of course they don't want to talk to you because they don't want to hear the judgment anymore.
0: Yeah.
1: And and I think we've all felt that in a relationship if our partner starts to get a little too critical, too consistent in certain area, it's like I don't want to talk about this anymore because all I feel is criticalness and judgment on that. Right. Um, and so I think it's not just, it, 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 the, and then the point to carry it a step further is, but we're training them on the value of outside opinion. So we're essentially mm. subtly saying, hey, it's important. It doesn't matter what you really think about how you're it's important. Other people what think. matters is how other people think of you. And so we're almost subtly setting them mm. up for a life to constantly be trying to get the approval of other people around I them. Never, I never had that. I don't feel that from you very much. And now,
0: which makes me feel i mean I've had my own struggles with other things, sure. but I feel very comfortable making those decisions
1: well, let's talk about like what the what that really turns into um from a positive sake, mm-hmm. like so interestingly um you know when we first got married, you were very like you were a lot of flowery, colorful stuff, and it just i, I um I had never dated someone who was kind of as more bold, colorful as you were with your clothing and stuff like that. And, um, and I was, I don't think I was rude, but I definitely was opinionated about what I thought looked good and what didn't. Yeah. Right.
0: That's very accurate. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> you kind of, you kind of shut down, like, even though you are pretty confident about how you do things, you kind of shut down and, and went to a very monochromatic, you know, uh, yeah. Wardrobe. Right. And I like that frankly. And then there was a stage in our life in the last probably 10 years, maybe even the last five years we were talking and you shared about how, when you were younger, you were kind of a trendsetter.
0: Well, yeah, I don't like to say that cause I, I, I wasn't that, I wasn't that cool, but I, I never felt scared to like, like if I like to trend, like I remember when, Capris. Mm-hmm. I was in high school. I don't remember what grade, maybe junior. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, because they're from like the 50s or something. Like they were called pedal pushers or something. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing them pop up in some of the stores I would shop at, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I want, I want to get a pair. Mm-hmm. And I remember I bought it also a pair of like overalls that were like capri. Mm-hmm. But and,
1: before everybody else was, yeah, wearing that them.
0: was not like, yeah. yeah.
1: And then shortly thereafter, they became really popular, yeah. right? And you kind of did the same thing just recently with our bedroom. Like, so we were talking about this interestingly, kind of at a time where you're picking some stuff for the bedroom, and and I, I've always, I I, I do have an opinion. I'm one of those people where it's like I just want my opinion to be heard. I don't have to necessarily have things. Be chosen as certain things, like a couch. I want to be comfortable, so I don't care what it looks like. I need to be comfortable when I'm sitting. I know this. Yes, I know this. That's one thing I will not freaking (laughs) like. But as far as like the house design, the way our house is designed, if it's pink, no, I've I've
0: learned that, and I think you said it in a good way. And I think I just had a little aha moment Mm -hmm. that will help me listen better to your opinions. You just want your opinion to be heard. Yeah, you really do. Let me have. The final say in however we do our house.
1: Yeah, I just want to feel like I'm heard, so it's considered. And then, if you hear it and your value is that it be dismissed or just dis, you know, and you're gonna do what you want to do, that's fine. I'm okay with that. Usually, totally fine. Um, I just want to feel like you heard what I was thinking. Yeah. You know as a relationship, like your opinion
0: mattered, of, and yeah. it's okay if it's not what I choose.
1: Yeah, so not but, always good at that. But <laughs> well, it, right, we've had to work on that. So but you're definitely better at it than you used to be.
0: Back to the bedroom.
1: Back to the bedroom. What what was interesting and this is kind of my point in the power of giving someone the space. So as I became like better at not like trying to persuade you on how you dressed or whatever and really I mean I think there was a period of time where that you kind of adopted what I li- like we both were in line like what you liked and what I liked was kind of the same thing for a long time. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the style of monochromatic was a little more style everybody was wearing gray and black and you know whatever. So but then when it came to the room, the bedroom, and you and you like showed me these colors and I was like, Oh really? Like
0: I do remember that. Yeah.
1: I was like, okay, I don't I don't get it. And and but I but I remembered that you talked about this sort of experience you had growing up of being a trendsetter and I was like, you know what? Maybe, you know, I, I was like, okay, well, why don't, why don't you do it? Sometimes I want to understand it, like, because I don't get it. I'm like, okay, how do these colors go together? Like, help me understand it. I can't it. tell you that. Yeah. I can
0: just tell you that I know what feels good.
1: But <laughs> what's so funny is our bedroom now is, like, the popular color. Like, within, like, six months, it became, it was all over Pinterest. It was all, not not our bedroom, but bedroom colors like that.
0: Our bedroom is not Pinterest worthy, guys. Right.
1: Yeah, but, but those colors <laughs> yeah. are exactly no, what everybody is doing you know, for, and then maybe it's starting to shift again, but, um,
0: well, here's the thing about me. And I think that stems from feeling like I could express myself Mm -hmm. freely is that I, I don't feel like I need to conform Mm -hmm. to anything. Like I, I, I don't feel like I'm trendy right now, but I do feel like I feel very grounded and, and, and know what I like.
1: Well, this is kind of the point that i wanted to make about this is i don't know that everybody will have this but to me this is a real talent of yours like i mean on our tiktok like people are always asking like what what, what are you wearing like where did you where did you get that right and and to me that says and and i don't i'm not saying that no one else is wearing what you're wearing but i don't see a lot of people that dress like you dress like and and so maybe i'm not on instagram enough but To me, it says there when you give someone that freedom, they can live in the fullness of their self expression, and that actually is a kind of a contribution to this world. And so, there's value in that person's soul that could be better manifested to the world in the event that you give them the trust and space to do that. That's kind of what I've been seeing, I guess, with you.
0: I think it just adds to feeling more whole, yeah, like feeling at home. I guess,
1: here's my question. Do you think that when we feel whole that there's actually this added intuition that starts to happen? There's sort of this other yeah, intuitive nature that well, you, allows... Them I think
0: the, you start learning how to tune into that better. I think it's always there. Right. But if you don't trust yourself and all you've gotten is negative feedback...
1: And you're constantly checking on what everybody thinks. And, you,
0: and then you have created a, a person who deeply desires validation... Yeah. From everywhere outside but yeah. but doesn't get it from themselves. Yeah, then you, you don't know how to tune into your own intuition and your gut and really be able to sit in that and
1: So to me this is the great like aha that when we were talking about this while we were walking on the beach was oh wow, there's there's like trusting your 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 people, whether it's your spouse or your kids or even your coworkers or your employees where in the little things can help them to feel more whole, which makes them more intuitive, which can make them more impactful in the world with that intuition that they have
0: yeah. that, that yeah.
1: conclusion to me, that's a good argument to really pay attention to this in how you're not just raising kids, but how you're in, involved. And it's frankly something I did not aware. Of, and i made a lot of mistakes in, especially in our relationship, I would say, but but maybe a little bit with our kids mm-hmm. early on. Um, now I feel like I've done a better job with our kids later on in life.
0: Like I was just, I took Nick out, Nick's our 11-year-old, mm-hmm. um, on a date the yeah. other day, and we went out t- to eat lunch, and then we went to Target because he said he needed a couple hoodies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, let, let's go look. So they actually had a decent selection, and they had lots of different colors, and um. So I kind of asked him, I'm like, oh, do you like, do you like this color? And he was like, no, I'm not, I'm not really a blue guy. Okay. And he's like, oh, but I, I really like that. Okay. And so he tried it on and then I'm like, oh, well, you might like this. It's, mm-hmm. it's just a really fate. It's kind of in the same family. Yeah. And tried it on. He's like, oh yeah, I like that. And I'm like, then I pulled one out and I'm like, this is mom's color, isn't it? <laughs> it was like a neon color. <laughs> uh-huh. He was like, yeah, that looks like you mom. Uh-huh. So just small things. Like we're picking out hoodies, right? And but but like asking questions, just listening to their feedback, and and then kind of um, in little ways validating, yeah, their decision it's huge, right? Not giving your opinion, yeah, but hearing what their thoughts are and what they want to wear, the colors they think look best on them, and then just subtly validating that, like yeah, like yeah. that you're right, that does look great on you.
1: Yeah. Well, and um, another experience we had on this trip was when we went to Universal Studios with Nick and we were riding these crazy rides. And, you know, this was a really interesting experience for me because there was this thing going on with him where he was kind of afraid to go on the rides. And so this is a great example of like, okay, so what do you do when your kids may be operating in a place that's not their healthiest or their strongest, right? Um, which is, which is like, if, 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 in, in this case, I felt like he was sort of operating from a place of fear. Right. So he was operating, I'm afraid this ride is, you know, I'm going to get too scared of this ride when, and he's 11 years old. Like, so it wasn't like he was eight or seven and I was trying to get him going. Like by 11 years old, I felt like our other kids have been
0: on a few roller coasters. Now I do honor the fact that he is, uh, not quite the thrill seeker our older two are.
1: Right, right. And so there's this question, right? Like it's like, so so this is what I did and and I felt like this was a fair way of handling it. Um, so the brothers were wanting him to go and and so for me it was like, okay, is this kid not stepping into something because he's, he's living in fear and this is a chance to teach him how to overcome his fear or is this something where I need to allow him to be where he is?
0: Right, like if he was afraid it was going to make him feel sick or...
1: Yeah. Well, what happened was, and so what I did is I said, okay, here's what I'd like to do. I want you to, I want you to, sh- I want to share with you something about fear. And I played this little video by Will Smith, where he talks about jumping out of a plane, which I know Will Smith is a hot topic today, but, uh, but we're not going to go there. Uh, but it's a great video. It is a great video about fear. And, and he talks about how the, the, that our biggest fear actually takes place right up into the moment at which, the point like he's like at the point where i jumped out of the plane it was pure bliss so the moment of maximum danger was the moment of optimal bliss right and so he's saying so the fear really exists in everything prior to and up to that moment it's in the anxiety it's the anxiety that we feel prior to something so i I let him uh, watch that while we were waiting in line for a ride and then i said so what are your thoughts on that and he's like well you know, and, and he's like, well, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't want to feel pressured to go. And I was like, I, okay, that's that's fine. And then I said this to him. I said, look, here's the thing, Nick. I I don't know why you don't want to go on this. Uh, I, I can understand that there's maybe some fear there. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, so, but I also don't know if you're feeling something that is intuitively you saying I shouldn't go on this thing. So I want you to know that as much as I think it'd be really fun for you to go on this thing. I want you to trust yourself, and if you don't feel like it's right to go on this ride, then I support your decision in May that. You now have heard from me about facing fear. You've acknowledged that, and you did a good job of saying, just listen to dad for a minute, and like yeah. let him kind of share with you, right? I appreciate that you did that, rather than just being like, hey, back off, right? And then, and then what's interesting is that he went on that ride, and then shortly thereafter, he's like, okay, I'm gonna go on the Hulk. Was it the Hulk that he went yeah. on? Yeah. And he did, and he rode the big Hulk ride. And he we think he, think, think he might have fainted out a
0: couple times. Maybe fainted a couple times, but <laughs> but but he talked like but he now, talks about it a lot and how like he faced well his one it was really fun and two I think he felt really proud of them. yeah he because he asked for a picture in front yeah, of the ride
1: we walked away and then he asked for a picture and then since he's been home you said recently what's what is he well been I've saying?
0: talked about next next year going to Universal because we have a lot of big birthdays next year. And so now he's talking about, he's like, I'm going to ride all the big roller coasters, mom. I'm going to go on the VelociCoaster and the, whatever, the Rocket. Rip, yeah,
1: rip Rocket, Rock and Roller Coaster. Rocket, yeah. whatever, yeah. And so, I, yeah, so to me, like, that but, was. But
0: I think also, um, like, celebrating with him and not being like, oh, see, I told you so. Right, like, right. See, it wasn't that big of a deal. Because yeah. it really was a big deal for him. Yeah. The feelings he was feeling were very real. Yeah. And so.
1: Honoring cel- that.
0: Honoring that and celebrating like, yeah, you yeah. wrote it. It was so fun. Yeah.
1: yeah. And and not even a, see, I told you, you could do it. Like, but rather, Hey, what? Yeah. Look, great job, man. Way to be brave. And, and even his brothers did good. They were yeah. like, you're so proud. You're so brave, Nick. And just encouraging him, you know? And so I think there's those moments. So, so. I guess that, that's our invitation this week um, for ourselves. I guess first and foremost, most of what we're talking about here is just stuff us that we're sorting out in our own worlds. But uh, maybe an invitation for you too to to look at where in your world, with your kids, with your spouse, with your employees, with your you know fellow coworkers, where is it that you could trust in the little things in a way that might open up somebody else's more intuition more strength more courage so on and so forth anything else you got
0: no that's good
1: all right well this is the end of our podcast and we want to thank you for listening today and we've got another podcast we're going to do next where we're going to talk about parenting and partnering and we're going to talk about the challenges of how to find partnership when you're trying to raise kids and you have different perspectives oh yeah we
0: we have not done well at that (laughs) Yeah,
1: past. it's gonna be good. If you've enjoyed what we're talking about, then subscribe so you can catch that as well. We cannot say enough how valuable it is for you to leave a review. It really makes it possible for this to grow. Uh, we're at about 50 listens per episode. We'd love to get to 100 yeah. as quickly as possible. And
0: and we know like it 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 is simple steps to rate and review it, but we do appreciate and honor that it takes. A little bit of your time to do so and so we just want to say a big thanks to those who have already rated and reviewed it
1: yeah and we will be back with you next week with partnering and parenting thanks guys for listening this is the out of control and we are out of here sayonara
0: bye-bye